to ST Time, your go-to guide for tips and tricks for storytelling the new social deduction game, Blood on the Clock Tower. My name is Jamie, you might know me as Jams, and I'll be your host here, walking you through different scenarios you might face as you engage your party of demon hunters in this wonderful social deduction game. Now, since you're here, I'm assuming you have some sort of baseline familiarity with the game. If you are brand new, I'd highly recommend going to bloodontheclocktower.com to learn about the basic structure of the game and the different scripts and characters. Last week, I spoke with special guest Aggie to discuss what happens when the storyteller makes a mistake and how you can respond to that as the storyteller in that game. This week, in honor of Aggie and Mai's discussion about mistakes, I thought it might be fun, um, one word we could use for it, to recap some of the worst mistakes I've made as a storyteller and talk about how I managed to move on from them. So this is, you know, we're putting the real T in ST, I, I might cut this. So starting with the worst mistake I've ever made, figured it might as well just jump right in. Uh, number one truly saved the worst for first, the sweetheart drunk. One of the first times that I story told on stream, I was running just a normal game of SNV. In this case, Ed, the starting mutant, had been Fangoo jumped, we're heading into the final day, and Ben, the Saranovis, had decided to make the philosopher who had turned into the seamstress mad that they were the seamstress. I now I don't remember if Ed had killed the sweetheart or the sweetheart had died by execution, but at any rate, going into final three, the sweetheart had died, and I had to drunk someone. Now, I've sweetheart drunk players more times than I can count, and I knew in this situation there was no good way to use the sweetheart ability to actually harm the good team. You know, it's the end of the game. There was no one to put the sweetheart drunk on that could have helped the evil team in any way. So initially, I was like, all right, just going to stick this sweetheart drunk on a, some dead player somewhere or on the Philo seamstress who's already used their ability and it doesn't matter and move on with my day. And then I started reading the stream chat. And the stream chat is having an argument over whether I should sweetheart drunk Ben the Saranovis or Ed the Fangu. And I'm sitting there like, I don't think I should do either of these things, but storytelling on stream for the first time, I was like, well, I want to engage with chat. I want to work with this. And against every part of my brain that knows how to storytell and, you know, was thinking, well, what I would do in any other situation is just stick the sweetheart drunk on a dead player. I decided to sweetheart drunk Ben the Saranovis, and I didn't tell the philosopher that they were Saranovis mad. What ended up happening in this game is that the Saranovis got super confused, basically kind of came to me as the storyteller during the day and was like, why doesn't this player, like, they're, they're, do you hear them? They're claiming philosopher and they're supposed to be claiming, you know, they're supposed to be claiming sweetheart. They're supposed, or seamstress, like they're supposed to be mad. And I immediately was like, I have made the worst mistake in my entire, like in every game that I've ever story told, instantly realized, you know, this has just made this evil player feel confused and upset that their ability isn't working. It also is in some ways outing them to other players as their 
as the Saranovis because now they're acting like a Saranovis who is confused why their Saranovis ability isn't working. And it was just, it didn't feel good for any of the players on that team. I realized I had made a mistake. There was nothing I could do in that moment to fix it. And so the only thing I could do was just apologize profusely to the players on that evil team after that happened and to be like, yep, I messed up. I have no excuses for why I did this. It happened. I'm so terribly sorry. And I am never, ever going to make a decision like this again. And now I mostly ignore stream chat when I storytell. So if you're in chat, thank you for being there. Love that you're there. I'm not going to listen to your decisions if you ever tell me who to sweetheart drunk again. Number two, the drunk lunatic. This was a game that I story told at Origins. I was running a big BMR. I think it's like 14 or 15 players. I have a lunatic Shabaloth, who is my good friend Mike. And I had told Mike that one of his minions was the goon. Of course, Mike immediately, when I wake him up to kill for the first time, points directly at that goon and some other player. And I'm just like, okay, Mike, sure. You know you're the lunatic. Good for you. Thank you for killing your minion. I then (laughs) go straight to Ben, the Shabaloth, and tell him who the lunatic picked. Now, because the lunatic had picked the goon, they were in fact goon drunk because they were the first person to pick that goon, which means that as the drunk, the part of their ability that allows the demon to know who the lunatic has picked just, you know, was drunk, did not work. So I wake up Ben the Shab and I say, hey, you know, these are the two people that your lunatic pointed at. Ben looks at me and is like, okay, great. Points at the same players. I put Ben back to sleep and then I'm like, oh no. (laughs) So instantly realize like should not have shown him that information. And of course, there's no way to unshow someone information. I can't undo the information that I've told him. So I put him to sleep. I'm standing there in the middle of the circle, like holding the grim and just panicking. (laughs) So I type out a note on my phone that says, you forget that you learned what I just showed you. Something like that. Like, you forget you learn who your lunatic picked, wake him up, start, like, frantically waving my hands at him, being like, you don't know what I showed you. I showed you wrong information. Your lunatic is drunk. Like, he gets it. Thankfully, like, Ben is an experienced player and a lovely human and was, you know, very empathetic in that moment for me, being like, I've just made a very dumb mistake. And... I ended up sort of standing there just giving him like sad puppy dog eyes and being like, can you just, you can pick different people if you want, but like you need to know that like you wouldn't have had this information. Ben ends up sticking with the picks and points at the goon and another player. And inevitably, because the goon has died on night two, the good dead goon comes out and is like, well, I'm a goon. I am now dead. Still good. Mike has now confirmed to himself that he's the lunatic. At some point during this day, Ben pulls me aside and says to me basically, hey, if at some point I pick the goon again, would you mind resurrecting them so that they can turn evil and potentially play with the evil team? And normally when my players recommend something to me or have a suggestion for how they want to play the game... I am more than willing to listen to them. I want to know what my players are going for, what sort of strategies they have in mind. At the same time, I'm not necessarily going to do what my players ask just because they've asked me. I genuinely want to make the decision that I feel is most balanced for the game. And so I was like, Ben, I'm so sorry. 
I obviously messed up. I showed you information that you shouldn't have had. As a result, a goon is dead when they wouldn't have been dead. At the same time, I couldn't guarantee to him that I was going to give him that, you know, that garret that guarantee of like, yes, absolutely, I will res the goon for you and turn them evil. But I appreciated knowing that that was something he did want to do and ultimately did end up doing it because it made sense for the balance of the game. I had saved somebody uh, with a pacifist who a lot of the town thought were evil and so good, had a lot of support, and it did end up making sense to res that goon. The evil team did end up turning them, and I think, I, I honestly don't actually remember who won this game. I'm pretty sure they killed the godfather over the demon in Final 3, but it was super close. Enough people in town had the solve and had figured out who the demon was that it didn't actually end up impacting the game that they had, you know, that that demon had had those lunatic picks when they shouldn't have had. But all in all, still a very balanced game, and I was thankful to be able to bring that back and very, very thankful that at least I made that mistake with a demon who was able to kind of understand what I had done and didn't give me too much crap for making that mistake with them. Number three, the wrong minion. So typically when I storytell, I'm either storytelling in person for my group here in California or in person at conventions across the U.S. Uh, sometimes I storytell online for certain streams. I storytold a couple months ago for the first time in ages in an online format using direct messages. Now, if you're an online storyteller and you aren't using cottages, which are typically what you see on the streams like the Pandemonium Institute, then you'll be conducting all of your night business, usually through DMs, direct messages on Discord. I'm a little bit dyslexic and really have trouble with certain combinations of letters. I really easily mix up usually like B's and D's and also S's and T's and K's all get really mixed up for me. And so for whatever reason, in this particular game, I'm sending my messages out. I send out my demon info, my minion info, and I accidentally told one minion the wrong other minion. So the other minion and the demon both had correct information on who was on the evil team, but one of the minions just had a different name of a good player who had a similar name to that second minion. Thankfully, the minion who I gave the wrong name to hadn't said anything to anybody in the game at all, and I caught it super early. The minions happened to talk to each other first, and one of them was like, hey, I have a different name. Can you just clarify, like, who is actually evil? And I instantly was like, oh my god, I'm so sorry. Like, I've just, I've mixed up the names. These are the evil people. Now you know, like, we're all on the same page. So, Thankfully, it wasn't the sort of initial mistake that would necessitate having to re-rack, whereas in person, if you do wake up the wrong person during that minion and demon info stage and show the wrong information, you would have to re-rack if a good player woke up and got shown other evil players right at the start of the game. Uh, in this situation, it was a very, very fixable mistake. However, the other minion in this situation sort of instantly and loudly and publicly was like, can we ever re-rack? And I was like, oh, now this is a, a different situation because initially I was just dealing with a, a situation of, you know, I've sent incorrect information. I have corrected it in a way that hasn't impacted the game because the person who received a good player's name 
as an evil player by accident, you know, hadn't spoken, they hadn't gone to that player and said, hey, I'm evil. Like they had only spoken to other evil players. It wasn't a problem. But I did then have to do a little bit more sort of damage control and cleanup because there was another player on the evil team who felt that the game had been, you know, changed in some sort of like irredeemable way and wanted wanted a re-rack and kind of asked for it in a very loud public way, in a way that made a lot of other townsfolk think that she might be evil because of the way that she was reacting to the situation. So I did a lot of checking in with both of the minions in that game just to make sure that everyone was okay to continue the game, just to make sure they understood that, you know, like, yes, I have given out wrong information. I'm going to take responsibility for that and own that. Also, you know, this hasn't had an impact on the game insofar as somebody accidentally learning anyone else's alignment. Are we okay for the game to continue? We ended up continuing the game, you know, moved on from there. Uh, But it did for me kind of reinforce that importance of just developing trust between your players as a storyteller and, you know, between specifically yourself as the storyteller and your players and recognizing that, you know, when you make a mistake, it can break that trust and damage that trust. And as the storyteller, it's my job to, you know, to rebuild that trust with my players if and when I do make those mistakes. Last up for today, number four, The Golem. This was a game that I story told online. I remember I had made a setup and, you know, picked out some characters that I thought might result in some really interesting and really fun interactions, randomly sent out the characters. And as I was looking at the setup, I remember thinking to myself, like, dang, this Golem is kind of overpowered. Like, it's it's actually going to be really unbalanced. It's not going to be super fun for the evil team. It's like kind of not going to be that fun for the good team either. And so I looked at it and I decided, you know what, instead of a golem, I'm just going to make this player a different outsider. I don't actually even remember what I turned her into. It might've been like a sweetheart or a klutz, but you know, she was no longer a golem. She was a different outsider. I sent out the tokens, went on my merry way, ran the night, you know, did everything I needed to do. Fast forward to nominations on day one. The player who is no longer a golem nominates some random other good player, says, I'm the golem. They didn't die. Let's kill them. And I instantly panicked more than I think I've ever panicked storytelling a game of Clock Tower. I was immediately like, what have I done? Like, Did I send out tokens, like, before I changed her away from the golem? Like, this player isn't the demon. How am I going to resolve this? Like, I can't just suddenly kill the player that she nominated. Like, what am I going to do? So I sent her some, like, trying, trying to remain, you know, composed and calm. I sent her a message just saying, you know, Hi, uh, so on my Grim, you don't have a Golem token. And just sat there like panicking and waiting to see what she said. And I was sitting there like, this game is broken. Like, how can I fix this? What am I going to do? And then she writes back and she's like, oh, don't worry. Like, I know I'm not the Golem. I'm just doing a play. And every like bit of tension in my body just like disappeared (laughs) in that moment. And so it turned out, in this case, I had not actually made a mistake, but it was a very good reminder to double check and triple check your tokens always, 
And make sure your setup is balanced before you put it in the bag so that you don't have to look at it and then maybe change someone's character after and then be in a situation where somebody who is no longer a token that they had had in a previous iteration of your setup claims that role and makes you panic hysterically in the middle of nominations. Thanks so much for joining me for today's ST Time. If you liked this podcast, you can subscribe to ST Time on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. If you have feedback or topics you'd like to hear about on future episodes, you can catch me on Discord at jams5634 or on Twitter at boomjamsy. Thanks for listening, everyone.